0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. All right, welcome back to another podcast episode, podcast of farming assets. If you've joined us for the first time, fantastic. Welcome. We're excited to have you. If you like the content, give us a thumbs up. Feel free to subscribe and feel free to share us as well. Don't keep a secret and give this give this podcast a link to other friends, family, and colleagues. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, Asset Coach and Tax Strategist, welcome to you as well. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe, hit the bell, give us thumbs up for content and add any comments or concerns, questions that you may have that you want to share with us as well. Again, this is all for you guys and feel free not to keep us a secret share this uh, this episode with everybody you possibly can. So what is today's episode? Well, as you saw, the title of this episode is we're going to be talking about the de-dollarization, right? It's the buzz now, right? And we find, as we know with media, that there's these waves, right? It's whatever direction the wind's blowing, the wheat in the field blows with it. And so so this is the most recent one is de-dollarization. Now, I have some concerns, but I don't have concerns. My concerns are different areas where other people have concerns. And so clear as mud, right? So let's walk through this. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen for those of you that are on YouTube watching this. We're going to bring up an article and I'm going to read through the article so you don't need to see my screen if you're on our podcast. So this article is from the Business Insider, a Markets Insider. And it's the title of the, the article is called From Warren Buffett to Paul Krugman, some of Wall Street's biggest names are shrugging off de-dollarization fears. This was written May 13th by George Glover, and so pretty recent article. And so let's let's kind of dive into here. So de-dollarization has become a much debated topic in financial circles of late, with major names including Elon Musk, Ray Dalio ringing the alarm about threats to the U.S. currency. And rightly so. I am behind them and agree with them, and both have developed the weight economically to have a voice in this topic, in this debate. But many of Americans' top investors and economists aren't losing sleep over the efforts to erode the dollar's dominance of global trade and investment flows. I agree with this as well. So now I sound like a politician, don't I? And I'll explain as we continue to go. The anti-dollar drive, which frequently hit the headlines in recent months, is a movement that has seen several nations step up efforts to cut their reliance on the greenback for cross-border transactions sometimes with the goal of undermining the US for which the dollar is a source of considerable economic clout. Now, do you remember a time before there was the EU, before there was the Euro, all the countries in Europe had their own money and they all had their own trade and they created the Euro to be more competitive with the dollar in trade conversations. They took all of their economics, basically what was happening is that they had no economic weight, right? Because individually their GDPs were different. The really what held Europe's GDP was England and Germany. And so what happened was they collectively say, hey, we gotta do this, okay? No one had a concern by that. Now, I think as America, we didn't have concern by it because we knew we were still bigger, right? But all of a sudden, you have China and Russia, which we're having debates over, concerns over, right? Russia with Ukraine and Russia being Russia and then China being China. And quite honestly, out of the two communist countries, I at least trust China in this whole, whole conversation. But that's just me personally. And of course, they're going to try to create other trade deals. Well. Because here's why China. Let's let's read this. China and Russia have been spearheading the campaign to wean the world off the buck after the U.S. imposed massive financial sanctions on the latter country over Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Okay, so China's not doing this because Putin attacked Ukraine. Let's let's put that to a side. okay. China could care less. They don't care. And if we think they care, then we're stupid, okay? Now, I always told my kids, don't say that word. <laughs> but that's the reality is, is that it's just dumb. It's stinking thinking. It's there's China doesn't give a rip about what Russia does. They don't. China only cares about China, period. And America. Well, how can you say that, Bob? Well, who do you think drives China's GDP in their growth? America does our consumerism we've moved all of our manufacturing over there it's us they care about which is why people are scared the yuan is going to be it's going to take over the us dollar as dominant well i think elon musk has a point okay so what it says over the past year beijing has called for its trading partners to accept the yuan rather than the dollar in commodity transaction that makes sense That makes good business sense. You as a business owner would do the same thing with other companies or suppliers that cost more. You would go look for a lesser cost, right? Plain and simple. While Moscow has asked for natural gas contracts to be settled in the rubles rather than unfriendly country currencies. Unfriendly country currencies. Well, we're unfriendly because we disagree with what they're doing, okay? And for whatever reasons, I'm not going to get into the Russia-Ukraine debate and the fight and all that kind of stuff and who's right, who's wrong, Brazil and India are also pursuing some non-dollar trade initiatives, which also makes sense. Because guess what? The US trades in other currencies as well. Okay, and other countries trade in other currencies. It makes sense to have a diversified portfolio of currencies. No, no different than a diversified portfolio of stocks. Some worry that the anti-dollar drive will take hold across the world and chip away at the U.S. currency's dominance. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. People love to hate the U.S., but God, it just seems weird that how many people come to the U.S. It's weird that how many people love the U.S. and how we purchase things right? We create things and they, oh, they love to take and steal our intellectual property. If you weaponize currency enough, and here is the key, and I agree with this. If you weaponize currency enough times, other countries will stop using it. Musk said last month, an apparent critique of the US using its currency as a tool for sanctions. I agree with this, right? If you're a bully and you threaten people enough, at some point, crying wolf ain't going to work anymore. Okay. And so I think in certain situations, utilizing this is beneficial. Yes. Okay. But the reason why the U.S. keeps weaponizing the currency with Russia, not China, just Russia, is we have always have been in debates with Russia since the 50s, right? The Cold War, right? So this isn't new we sanctioned Iran. What'd they do? They still figured out how to do things. By the way, you I don't know if you saw my other episode talking about how Europe still buys the majority of their energy from Russia. So why does it make sense for them to have a dollar involved in that transaction when it's Russia and Europe trading partners? We're on the other side of the oceans. That doesn't make sense. So of course it would make sense for them to talk about their local currencies. But his tweet, Musk's tweet, earned a quick reboot from Nobel Prize winning economist Paul Krugman. And Krugman says, tugging on one or two strands of this web isn't likely to cause it to unravel, he wrote in a New York Times op-ed. Even in some government expresses a desire to see payments conducted in other currencies, it's not at all clear they can make that happen, which is true. It's not clear that that this is actually going to happen they're talking smoke, there's fire, of course, we know that. But that doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. And to what extent? Now, should we just ignore it? No, I don't think we should ignore it. And I think a lot of this happens is happening because they don't trust our government. And how many raise your hand if you do too? (laughs) Right? So how is that any different than how we feel? It's not. Okay. Elon Musk is among those warning the weaponizing the dollar will destroy its reserve stat currency status because, the, the of course, he is. Now, of course, Musk is right. He's right. We can't keep threatening and threatening and threatening and utilizing it. But think about who we're doing it. Are we doing it with India? No. Are we doing it with China? No. Are we doing it with who? Brazil? No. We're doing it, right? So... Krugman's jab, jibe, jab, jibe, I'm not sure what that's supposed to be, seems to speak for many top-level investors and economists who have tended to dismiss the heightened talk of the dollarization. I see no op- option for any other currency to be a reserve currency, Warren Buffett says. I agree. He said that is at his annual shareholder meeting last week. I agree. Right now. Right now. Okay. But Buffett is among the elite. And he has been among the elite and he votes for the current administration. So there's not a lot of. I like Warren Buffett. So if you've seen it, seen of any of, if you've done any planning with us or anything like that, I think Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger are freaking geniuses. I have pretty much every book they have, I've read it. I like Warren Buffett. His politics, I don't like, but his business mind, I like. Okay. And Robert Kiyosaki, I like his business mind. Bit arrogant, comes across arrogant, but I like his mind. Trump, I like what Trump has to say. Again, arrogant, childish, but I like what he has to say, right? So you don't have to like everything about somebody and who they are to agree or disagree. Bank of America and Goldman Sachs strategists have also expressed the same view in recent research notes. That despise Musk's worry, no other currency can really compete with the dollar. I agree. But these two are among the woke as well. They're among the elite as well. So we got to kind of look at this from those kind of those eyes, right? We can't be completely, oh, they're all saying this. Absolutely not. I think Musk's point is stop weaponizing the currency, okay? Stop using it as a tool, a club to beat people over the head. And I agree with that. Okay? Use other diplomatic measures. Don't be lazy and just flip a, a financial switch. Okay. And just because a country is doing something doesn't mean that we need to be involved in it. The dollar remains a world's reserve currency. Absolutely. Take the yuan, which some have labeled as the dollar's greatest threat due to China's renewed push to make it a key currency. Well, I've already done a video on their reduction in lives, Right their india has more a larger population than china now for the first time okay and so and what's happening to china they're aging okay china's aging and what else is happening well they're not growing as much as they used to because they started weaponizing their country against us okay the currency is itself pegged to the dollar and also tightly managed by a government that has a frayed relationship with the West, which is China. And whereas the greenback still accounts for 60% of the world's foreign exchange reserves, 60%. Where's the other 40? Among all the other countries, the yuan has a 2.7% share based on the International Monetary Fund, okay? So when we look at this, to some degree, these questions arise, even the dollar depreciates a bit, yes. Okay. But there's a lot of inertia and in reserve currency status so far and likely for a long time to come attempts to de-dollarize remain contained and constrained. So I think that both parties are correct in this. Both are wrong. Right. As I explained and I described, what do you think? I mean, really, what do you think? Are you are you falling onto the side of fear, allowing fear to dictate? You? I'm not so much. Right. When you think about it, the reality is that the United States is the only republic in the nation that everything else is a monarchy right and so when you think about what we're doing in the US from when we became the US to now we're the only republic there's a reason why we're the top dog okay now great power comes great responsibility right and so this is what musk is saying stop weaponizing our power all right stop doing certain things and then making opposite decisions here in the states How in the world can I country say you can't go attack the Ukraine as an example, or, you know, China can't go after Taiwan as an example, or whatever the case may be, but yet we can't have our own, you know what, corrected and fixed. We don't, right? So at the end of the day, fix your own, you know what, before you start telling everybody else what they can and cannot do. Okay. And then using the financial strings to control that. That's just not cool. And so anyways, hope you like this. Again, if you like this content, you want more of it, subscribe. And if you get any notifications that we have uploaded a new episode, add some comments. And again, feel free to share us. We're not a secret. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Bye-bye. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.